Hey guys, Dr. Greg here. And on today's episode of the Daily Dose of Dr. Greg, we have been getting all kinds of questions from our patients here at Vitae Functional Medicine and also from our world of TikTok and Instagram. If you don't follow us on those, go in the show notes and you can find our handles there. We have all kinds of videos uh, to educate you. So today I'm going to do a dive into the world of chronic fatigue syndrome. And there's several words, uh, several words around that and, and acronyms, though I want to just give a better understanding of what is chronic fatigue. Um, so I have, I have a list of questions on my phone here that, that I'll be walking through today. And, and respectfully, if you are being impacted by chronic fatigue, this is the episode for you. If you have a loved one or someone that you know that you work with, that you go to church with, that is impacted by this, we would truly love for you to share this information uh, with that person. So what is the definition of chronic fatigue? In my opinion, it's kind of like the definition of fibromyalgia. It's a bit of what I would call a garbage basket definition. And what I mean by that is, is it's like you have, you lack energy at, at a said time or multiple times throughout the day. And we don't, we're not really able to link it to a disease pattern or some type of a medical diagnosis. So we're just going to use this term called chronic fatigue syndrome. Also in that world, you can see that they will also use things like, Hey, you hurt here and here, but we can't make sense of it. So we're just going to call it fibromyalgia. Chronic fatigue syndrome, in my definition, from a functional medicine standpoint, is really we have to look big picture and ask why. Where is this coming from? And the term that I love saying time and time again is this. I believe that the body truly does respond appropriately to its environment. So instead of saying, oh, I've got a vitamin for chronic fatigue syndrome, by the way, there is no such vitamin, the question we have to ask is, where's it coming from and why is it happening? And if the body is truly responding appropriately, what could be going on with that? So let me circle back. I just talked about the concept that a lot of traditional clinicians utilize and a lot of natural clinicians utilize. And by the way, it gets the best of me. It's the term that I say, this for that medicine. So in Western medicine, if a person typically goes in and let's say they have acid reflux or GERD or heartburn, they give that person a medication to essentially address the symptom. And that's how Western medicine has trained us. You have a symptom, we got a drug. And, and, and that's the philosophy. Now, it works, Western medicine works great in terms of emergencies. However, they really are not designed to keep us well. So here's the, the thing that really gets me, though, is a lot of natural practitioners, chiropractors, functional medicine clinicians, uh, health coaches, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we do it differently. We use natural stuff. However, they use the same philosophy. So someone comes to them with, acid reflux or heartburn or GERD, and they don't give them Prilosec or Prevacid, for example, they give them a digestive enzyme. You see, that's the natural way. But it's the same damn approach. It's still addressing the symptom. Now, I'm not trying to say suck it up buttercup with the symptoms. What I'm saying is, why are you having acid reflux? Why are you having indigestion? If the body truly responds appropriately to its environment, then you got to dig deeper. And it's not a this for that 
approach. Now, if you're not doing a this for that approach, I'll be frank with you, it takes a lot more work. It takes a lot more digging. It might take trial and error. You see, I'm, I'm known for running these really elaborate labs and looking at quantifiable data and seeing exactly where the numbers are. And I love that. I would call that the science of medicine. <clears throat> the part that I think really sets our clinic apart is that we're really, really good at what I call the art of medicine. And this is what the art of medicine really is. The art of medicine is to take you with your symptoms, with your stressors, with your um, environment, with your, with your labs, with your, with your world, with your house, with your exposures, and we put that all together and we journey with you. And you have to understand that when you, when you honor the art of medicine, it is an ever-moving, ebbing and flowing machine. So for example, if you see a practitioner like, here's your vitamin regimen, or here's your pharmaceutical regimen, how long am I on this? Well, forever. Wait, aren't I here to get better? And if I actually get better, shouldn't I not need these things? Or shouldn't I transition to another level? Like, for example, if you wanted to go run a marathon and you only ran <clears throat> two miles a day, it's going to be pretty tough to cross the finish line of a 26.1 mile race, 26.2 rather. So health is a journey. And there are times where you're gaining steam and you're getting better and you can, and you can do more advanced work. And there's times where, and we call that playing offense, and then, and then there's times where you have to play some defense because like, like, like it's cold and flu season right now and, and the, the bug and influenza are going around. Well, what's in your toolbox to play offense or defense, I guess, in those cases? What tools do you have to put out the fire? And that's where the beauty of this world comes into play. And the other thing that gets me is, especially with like chronic fatigue or chronic health conditions, people get desperate. And then we have good marketers that have good sounding products or formulas or programs or protocols, and they pitch you. And because you're desperate and it sounds good, you go for it. And then when you're inside of it, you're like, this, this doesn't work or this isn't working. That's because it's not a one-size-fits-all. You are biochemically individual. You're no, you're, even if you have an identical twin, you're still different. You have different experiences. You have different stressors. And that is the beauty of the art of medicine is that we can take you on that journey and treat you at the place and space that you are. So especially with things like chronic fatigue, there can be so many things that can cause chronic fatigue. So let's jump into, in, in 20 plus years of clinical practice, what are the things in my world that I have found to cause or be that underlying root cause of chronic fatigue? So number one, I believe, uh, and we talk a lot about this in our clinic, is that there are two systems, global systems in your body that must always be working profoundly well. The first system is energy. And now this is not uh, seven shots of espresso energy or energy drink energy. This is energy at a cellular level. This is 
the mitochondrial um, components of the cell turning out ATP so that the body has the cellular energy to do what it's supposed to do. And no, this is not just go take a bunch of adrenal supplements, for example. It is to support, I call it the gas tank. Is the gas tank full? That's number one. Number two is drainage. How, this is how things are designed to get out of your body. So your gut, your liver, by the way, your liver dumps into your gut. Your lymphatic system, by the way, your lymphatic system primarily dumps into your gut. Your brain has its own lymphatic system. It's called a glymphatic system. Then you have your sweat glands and followed up by your respiratory system. If your drainage pathways are burdened or not dumping properly, that takes, guess what? Energy, gobs of energy. So then what can burden the drainage pathways? Well, for the gut, it could be that we're not eating healthy food. It could be that we're dehydrated. It could be that we have leaky gut syndrome. And yes, it is a real thing. There's research from Harvard. The term in medicine is called uh, intestinal permeability. It's a real thing. Could there be liver stress? Well, what does the liver do? The liver does many things, right? The liver processes, for women, it processes estrogen and, and testosterone. It, it um, converts thyroid hormone. Um, it produces bile, which breaks down fats in your diet. And then it also filters out, it filters your blood. So any infection or toxicity in your system, the liver takes the load of that. Your kidneys, so your kidneys obviously have their own exit point. <clears throat> your kidneys filter the fluids of your body. Super important. Um, the lymphatic tissue, essentially think of your lymphatic system as like an oil filter and you have this system throughout your entire body. About 60 to 80%, depends on what you read, of your immune system lies in your gut. So if you're, so it's called GALT, G-A-L-T, gut-associated lymphatic tissue, which then dumps into your gut. And then even your brain has to be able to dump that. And that's why, for example, we want to give our brain, our brain has all kinds of blood supply, and we want to make sure that, especially when we sleep, we give our brain adequate amount of blood flow, which means don't eat before you go to bed. Um, and then even the respiratory system. I think the respiratory system is one of the most underappreciated detoxification systems. There's a great book, one of my favorites, that's called Breath by a guy named James Nestor. Uh, we probably need to get him on the podcast as, I, as I'm sitting here chatting. Uh, in his book, he cited research that says 8.5 out of every 10 pounds of weight loss comes through your breath. He said, sorry, gym rats, you don't sweat it out, you don't poop it out, you don't pee it out, you breathe it out. So to understand, have you been subjected to moldy environments? Look at what we've done for the last several years with this pandemic. We've all had these masks and muzzles on so that we can't breathe appropriately and it impacts our respiratory system, even your sweat glands. I have a patient right now who does not sweat. She's like, Dr. Greg, I went in your sauna. Um, she's from North Carolina. I sat in the sauna for 160 degrees for 30 minutes and maybe a little bit of glisten. Um, she, she, so that's all she had. She said, that's it. And I was like, okay, um, well, we're not just going to bake you out of this thing, but that's your body's way of telling us your drainage pathways are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. 
So when we look at, I, respectfully, and I don't mean to oversimplify this, I don't care if you have chronic fatigue, chronic fatigue syndrome, I don't care if you're suffering from infertility, you might have a thyroid issue, you might be a professional athlete, we always have to honor drainage and cellular energy. This podcast is sponsored by Life Boost Coffee. Clean, organic, and non-toxic ingredients are important for your health, and Life Boost Coffee is no exception. Go to coffeewithdoc.com to receive 50% off your first order. That's coffeewithdoc.com. Okay, so those are things that can absolutely take away that energy. Uh, Next question we got from one of our listeners is, is there anything I can do to promote more energy throughout the day? That's a great question. So number one is we want to not just understand how we can put energy in, but what are the things that are going on throughout our day that are zapping our energy? What are the things that are withdrawing from our energy bank account? So, and by the way, I understand that you may not be able to control all those things. And I get it. That's called life. So, um, and understand that in the, in the journey, in the art of medicine, it's not just clinical. There's also this conversation of mental, emotional, spiritual. You guys, it's a part of our health. So when we look at all of these things that have a factor, we have to then say, what's taking from me right now? Am I in a relationship that is not an equal opportunity relationship? Is it pulling from me? Maybe it's the relationship with yourself. Maybe you don't have a positive self-image. Maybe your your self-esteem and your self-worth is not where it sh- truly should be. Um, and that can zap. And it's tough. Respectfully, it's tough to have that conversation at times because you're like, damn, like I am part of this thing. Now, again, this is not to point fingers, but it's all, but it's to become aware, right? You might start your day out with a high carbohydrate meal. I mean, my goodness gracious, look at the cereal aisle of the grocery stores and they're telling us that that's a healthy start to the day. Yeah, let's spike our blood sugar first thing in the morning. Let's let's hope that our brain can actually function. Uh-uh, no way. Our body's not designed for that. It's simple, it's easy, but we've got to find other, other ways to go about that. Um, so we can also look at, you know, for example, like am I, sit, am I sitting at a desk under fluorescent lights all day long? Am I, am I schlepping down, um, you know, even coffee? Like I'm not, I, I, trust me, I love my coffee, but it can dehydrate you. So, or are you drinking food, what I call foofy coffee? Is your coffee full of hundreds and in some cases, hundreds and hundreds of calories, of empty calories, of sugar? Again, things that are spiking the blood sugar. Blood sugar has a profound impact upon your cellular energy. Uh, am I moving? Do I have the opportunity in my work situation to 10 minutes of every hour to get up and move, to walk, to get some movement? Am I taking time to center myself? I'm a huge fan of box breathing. I'm a huge fan of guided, um, guided journeying, guided meditation. Do we have the ability to push in the clutch pull over to the side of the road, put the baby in park for a little bit, and chill. Uh, You can't go, go, go without emptying your gas tank and taxing your drainage pathways. Um, Number four, I definitely did talk about my my thoughts or opinions around chronic fatigue. Um, Yes, it's a diagnosis. 
there's really no medical treatment for it. Yet at the end of the day, it's one of those things where my hope is that you can be curious. My hope is that you also don't get overwhelmed with it. What are some of the pieces of low-hanging fruit that you can do right away? Okay, so let's go here. My top three do this right now when it comes to uh, chronic fatigue. What are the top three things that you can do that can be super cheap? Number one, hydration. Uh, I was actually turned on to a, a there's actually, and we're going we're gonna to do some work with this company, but there's actually, I have this water bottle that is actually Bluetooth to my phone and it, um, it actually can measure, there's, a, there's a, a device inside of the bottle that can tell how much water I have drank. Most of our patients, when they start the journey, are dehydrated. I actually did one of my private patient calls this morning, and yesterday my patient consumed 12 ounces of water. 12. That's complete dehydration. The body has to go into reserve mode in that case. So start, now here's the scoop. If, you, if you're drinking 12 ounces of water a day, please do not jump straight to 100 ounces of water. Your body's going to be like, what are you doing to me? Now, I would like you at 100 or so ounces of water a day, but the question is, where are you now? If the goal is 100, how about over the next two weeks, you figure out a stepping stone way to get to 100 ounces of clean water a day? I would start there. The second thing, you got to move. You got to move. So how much are you moving? Well, I wear an Apple Watch. I wear an Aura Ring. I have an iPhone. Um... You can put a pedometer app on these things. You don't have to have these devices, but you have to be able to quantify. It's funny when I ask people, do you, you know, do you drink water? Oh yeah, I drink all the time. And then when I have them quantify, we realize that they're really not drinking that much. How much do you walk? I walk a fair amount. Well, how many steps? I don't know. So you, we don't, success has to be measurable, you guys. We can't like, if someone says, well, I want to feel better. Okay, let's uh, let's let's go have a drink at the pub and and giggle and you'll feel better. No, you got to be able to quantify these things. So I would say, um, you know, where are your steps? You know, the goal might be eight to ten thousand steps a day, but if you're doing, like for example, that same patient that had twelve ounces of water yesterday walked eleven hundred steps the entire day. That's very stagnant. So figure out where you are. And over the course of two to three weeks, try to get up above that, you know, goal of eight to 10,000, but slowly work your way up. And the last thing I'm going to talk about is dietary. What I have found uh, from a food standpoint is most people under eat protein. They do not have enough protein in their diet. You see, protein breaks down into what are called amino acids. And amino acids are literally the building blocks of most biochemical processes inside of our body. I have some of my friends that will say even shoot for one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Now, that's a lot. However, again, what is an average amount of protein that you're eating today? And here's the thing. You might be like, how the heck do I figure that out? Well, in some cases, you might want to do a little Google research. I, I use an app at times called MyFitnessPal. Uh, but how do, you, how do you know how much you're eating and if you truly want to get better and you're like, oh, that just sounds like too much, I lovingly have to tell you, then maybe you are not all that motivated to move from where you are. I mean, like, like doing what you've done has gotten you where you are. And if you don't like where you are, you have to change what you're doing, right? 
So I want, so add protein to your diet. So I'm a big guy. I weigh 250 pounds and I eat at least 175 grams of protein a day. And there's lots of ways to research those components as well. So those are my top three tricks. So hydration, movement, and protein if you have chronic fatigue. And by the way, respectfully, I don't care if it's chronic fatigue or infertility or Hashimoto's. Those are three things that really do apply. You guys, I don't, I don't mean to oversimplify the health journey. There absolutely is the art of medicine. Yet, yet, there are things that do apply because we all have similar physiologies and there are just things that across the board, success has left clues for us. So here's the scoop. Um, we want to share this podcast with everyone around the world. And if you have found value in this, I would love for you to do a couple things. Number one, share it. Share it with, your, with those that you know. Uh, number two is I love to be generous and bless people. So if you leave a five-star review on any of the platforms that you listen to this, my team gets those and gets to see those. And if your name is drawn, we will give you a bottle of my favorite vitamin D product in the world. By the way, vitamin D is hands down the number one deficiency that I see on blood labs. Um, you should be between 80 and 100 on the blood lab. I actually had a patient yesterday from where was she from? She saw a functional medicine doctor in North Carolina and their range was 20 to 50, about blew my mind. She was at 29 and they said, you're in range. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. So the optimal range is 80 to 100. So again, give us a five-star review on any place that you listen to our podcast and we'll put your name into a drawing for DV3, my go-to. DV3 is absolutely my go-to uh, vitamin D product. I take it. My wife takes it. All of my kids take it. It is our go-to from that standpoint. So it is truly an honor uh, to have these conversations. Go ahead and, and um, in the show notes, you'll see a link to our clinic. We have, we have a hormone specialist in our clinic. I am blessed to be surrounded by some of the most gifted clinicians in the world. The stories I get to hear every single day are absolutely the buttons pop off of my chest. I'm so honored for us to be able to serve people. So if we could serve you uh, clinically, uh, reach out to us uh, at our site or give our clinic a phone call. And, and ultimately, we exist to allow people to live truly life on their terms. So thank you guys so much and stay tuned for our next episode of The Daily Dose of Dr. Greg.